Hello and welcome to Outside the Crystal Ball, Episode 2. I'm Emily Minton. And I'm Reverend Ronald Flores. And today we're going to walk you guys through how to do a paranormal investigation from start to finish, how we find locations, how we um, use our different equipment throughout the investigation. And then we're going to share with you some evidence that we found in one of our investigations we did back in November of 2022. So let's get started. We're going to start a new segment today called Intuitive Tool, the Intuitive Toolbox. And this during this time, we're going to show you guys some different tools that we use for paranormal investigations, as well as some divination tools um, that we use for, for psychic readings, tarot cards, dowsing rods, those types of things. Um, what we're going to do today, though, since our podcast today is about paranormal investigations, is we're going to start by introducing one of the tools that we use. And uh, during the investigation, this one is a REM pod. The The tool we're going to talk about today is the REM pod. And the REM pod is basically a very fancy EMF detector. So electromagnetic frequency, for those of you who are not familiar with that term. Um, this was invented based on the idea of what a musical instrument used to be called the theremin. And the theremin was just a, a antenna looking device. And the closer you got to it, the more noises it made. So someone developed this. In fact, they developed it to talk to to one of their children that had passed away based on that idea of the closer you get to something, the more um, interaction it has with you. So what this device does is it emits an electromagnetic field around it, right? So it's not necessarily picking up on electromagnetic fields. It's creating its own. And it goes out and as objects, as uh, entities as people, even we get close to it, it will go off. It will, it will make beeps based on the, the distance it is to the antenna. So if you have it, it set and something gets, you know, up to here from it, it's going to light up a certain color light. The closer it gets, the more uh, sensitivity, the, 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 the other lights will light up. This here in the middle detects temperature reading. So if you have an entity that is getting close, the, the, the common theory is that the closer or, or the more energy an entity uses, the colder a space gets because it's pulling energy from from that area. So this can go blue for cold, red for warm. Um, what I like about this is it has a baseline reading. So when you set it, when you turn it on and set it in a room, it will read the EMF around it at that moment. So it's not going to set off. It's like a control. It is. It is a control. Now, speaking of controls, you have to be very controlled. You have to set your experimental controls with this device. Cell phones can set it off. Uh, two-way radios can set it off. People walking by it can set it off. So you have to pick a spot and leave it and make sure there is nothing that's going to set it off that is nearby the device. Um but that's going to go for every tool that we're getting ready to talk to you guys about over the next few weeks. You want to control it. You you have to have that baseline reading. Um, again, this is not a device you're going to take with you around a location. This is a device that you are going to set down in a room and you can listen for it. And, and on some of the evidence that you guys hear today, you're going to hear the REM pod going off in the background. Um, when I first bought this, it didn't go off. Ever. You know, I took it to the St. Augustine Lighthouse. I've taken it to um, a couple of residences and it, it didn't go off. Now, when we went to our 
location mm-hmm. in Lake City, it started going off. It was down. We left it downstairs and we were upstairs. And I don't know if you remember, it went off and you were like, what is that? And I was like, I think that's the REM pod. Yeah. It's never gone off before. I was so excited. So this is a really good tool to take with you places. This is a good one. It's very easy. It's very portable. Um, it's a little costy. It's, it's about 170, 180 bucks. So it is something that it's an investment. It's not something you're going to go and buy a bunch of um, real quick, usually. But if you can get, you know, four or five or six of these, you can set them out almost in a path and you can see energy move from one REM pod to another to another. So you can track movement with it if you have several of these in one location. Cool. So that is our intuitive tool of the day of the week, I guess. Um, Next week, I'm not sure which one we're going to talk about next week, but we're going to take you guys through each of the tools that we use on our investigations, how to use them and the best tips and tricks um, to get the the best results from them. And speaking of next week, um, if you're following so far, we actually skipped a week because I accidentally deleted footage that we had from the podcast. And so we are making up for that one this week and we will resume as normal next week. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Just, just to let you guys know. Um, all right. So let's walk through the start basically, I guess, of an investigation. Is that where we're going? Now? That's where we're going to, yeah. we're going to start with how we, with how we choose a location. Um, did you want to speak to this a little bit since I just, I mean, done this a lot? is your field of expertise. <laughs> so I'll pop in with questions. Okay. Um, so the way that I pick them is I, I based on, on history. Now, one of my biggest, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not pet peeve, but something that's going to turn me off to a location is when there's a lot of investigations going on there. I have gone to them and I will continue to go to them. We're doing the the St. Augustine Lighthouse again soon. Um, and that one is investigated every weekend. Uh, I've done the May Stringer House, which is investigated every weekend. Um, I feel, though, like you get the better results. You get better evidence from places that aren't over-investigated, places that you don't have people there all the time asking the same questions. Um, I feel like our our investigation in Lake City, that one was mm-hmm. really good because no one had done that before. Mm-hmm. And those those energies there were very curious mm-hmm. and very excited to see us. And so they were willing to participate where I think sometimes when you go to places, um, I mean, I, I think you mentioned this last time. Can you imagine, you know, coming into a place and. Or, right, or, or yeah. be, like right. it being your house, right? And all these people keep coming in and asking you the same questions every day. I mean, how annoying is that? Right. I, I couldn't imagine doing it. So history is one way we pick our places. The other way is literally, I get on Airbnb or I get on, I find a house or I find pictures of places, and I will send it to Ronnie, and I'll go, "What do you think about this place? I feel a lot of energy here," and he'll go, "Yeah, I do too," or "No, I don't really." And we'll we'll do it that way. That was this last one we did in St. Augustine. That's what we did. Um, so there's a lot of ways that we can we can pick those spots. I can tell you though this much: if I do go on an investigation with someone as the psychic, not necessarily investigating, um, I don't like to do research on it. Only because we go back into that: is it my mind, or mm-hmm. did I previously read this? So I like to know nothing about the place. Um, when you send me those pictures, I only look at the pictures and then I see what I get and that's it. I don't Google it. I'm not a Googler anyways. I've never been that kind of person, but, um, I don't like to know because I like to go in with a fresh mind, not to be, um, influenced in any way by any story or any history of the place. 
Um, and plus, it's fun to just kind of walk in and not know anything, you know, as right. a psychic. We know pretty much a lot of stuff, right? But sometimes it's better not to know. And I feel like when you don't, when you go in not knowing and then you get a piece of evidence and then afterwards you can match it up with facts. Right. You can match it up with history. That's really fun. Like I, mean, I love that, that feeling. That is confirmation on yes. a, another scale. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, stuff that we don't do in an investigation. And I, you know, you're, everybody's going to do an investigation their own way. Right. I'm not here to tell people what's right or what's wrong. What I hear, am, am here to tell people is what's wrong for us, what we don't do. Um, and the main thing is provoking. I don't agree with that. These are people. These are, this is their home. This is their business. This is whatever it is. I'm not here to aggravate. Again, what if we were just sitting here at this podcast, which is, you know, at your house and somebody walked in the front door right now with all of this equipment that we've never seen. Right. And they're telling us to touch things and move stuff. And then they get angry with us. I mean, how would that it would I would be scared to death. First I would be scared to death. And then once I was done being scared, I would be angry. Yeah. And for them to sit there and yell at me and, you know, I, how, you know, I dare you to do this. And no, we're not going to do that. We're here out of respect. We are here to get answers. That's the purpose of these investigations is to get answers, whether it is to get answers to bring somebody peace of mind um, while they live mm -hmm. at their home or just to 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 give us answers out of our own curiosity of this whole quest of is there life after death that I am on. Um, it, it's done in a respectful way. It has to be. And, and sometimes it helps the spirits. What if they need help crossing over? Or they're too scared. And that's why, again, it's important to take a psychic or somebody who's mm -hmm. clairvoyant who knows how to deal with that those issues with you. That's another safety protocol that every paranormal investigator should have, in my opinion, um, because, again, we can't see the stuff. And, and what if they aren't picking up? evidence from these spirits they're still there so we can pick up on them and and what if they really want to just be crossed over what if they just don't know how or they were too scared or whatever so i suggest putting a psychic in your little toolbox when you go on your investigation just my opinion but no i agree and it, it is since i've met you and you've joined me on there's so much um i'm not gonna say easier but like i can validate a lot more of the evidence that i get well, and it fills in the gaps, it right? Does. Because you don't constantly get information. Right. And so if, if a clairvoyant is there and they say, you know, I'm feeling there's a spirit right over in that corner, we can go that way and we can put um, equipment there and, you know, kind of exactly. validate that. So, yeah. Exactly. And the other thing that we don't recommend doing, unless you know what you're doing, is using a Ouija board. Um, there are, uh, you, we, we talked about this last the last episode, there are things you have to do before and after using a Ouija board to make it safe. So in, unless you're doing those things, I don't recommend bringing one of those. Um, and then just legally, don't trespass. Don't go places that you're okay. not allowed to be. That's that's the the easiest way to get into trouble, to get into dangerous situations. It's dangerous. It's extremely I mean, dangerous. who knows if it's especially abandoned places. Who knows if there's squatters in oh. there, people who, you know, yeah. are dangerous you never know what's happening. So make sure you have permission um, before you go to those places. Um, we do a lot of protection before we walk in the door. We do prayers. We have crystals. I know I bring, I, I told you last time, I bring a lot of the black crystals, your, your hematite, your obsidian, Apache tear, all of those I keep in my pocket. Do you have any crystals that you prefer? Yep. Kyanite and quartz. I usually those bring good. those two and a black stone for protection, usually jet or obsidian. If again, I don't know which if we talked about this last time, but if you do use hematite, mm -hmm. make sure it is not magnetic because magnetism can draw in energies. And since you don't really know what energies are there, you don't want to draw anything in. Yeah, so. 
Yeah. And um, we'll do an episode on crystals. Yeah, you know? that's going to be like that could take up three episodes. It, it really could. <laughs> yeah. It really could. So we'll go more into that then. Just, you know, use common sense. You use professionalism and, and do everything the legal route. Don't, you know, right. don't put yourself there, in danger for this stuff. And you know what? Do everything the legal route and do everything legally, spiritually, too. Right. There's two, Ooh, like two sides to that mm-hmm. because you don't want to infringe on spirits and you don't want to. um lose an ability so as a psychic we're under a contract with spirit and if we break that trust or we do anything to upset them what is giveth can also be taketh away right (laughs) (laughs) um so you know so there's that too so do it ethically morally legally all sound all t's are crossed and i's are dotted um, you know, and if you guys need help or need advice, you know, feel free to reach out to someone who is a, a professional in that field. Yeah. And, and yeah, I can't. I, that's a really good way to put it, because I think your intention is important going oh, into it. Oh, it's all about intention. You know, what we do, what you and I do with our investigations, we're, we don't charge people. We go in to help. We're, we're there to help yeah, not we're, only we're, the living, but also right. the dead. And right. and. I think our intention is always pure. Our intention isn't to go and make money. Our intention isn't to have, you know, a TV show. Our intention isn't to to do that. Our intention is just to help people. And I think as long as your heart is pure and you're in a good, you know, your intentions are good, then good things can come of that. You can. You're in a place to help everybody decide right. in that. Right. And I don't think that we're here to make millions of dollars and, and things like that. Like you said, our intention is to go in and just investigate, period. But whatever comes with that, you know, comes with that. Right. I mean, there could be a day one day that we absolutely have to charge for an investigation. Mm-hmm. I, I still charge for readings and stuff like that. I still charge for services, but I'm just following you in an investigation. Exactly. So I wouldn't actually be the one to charge. I'm just saying that maybe one day it could happen. And it could. If your intentions are good and spirit sees that, then they'll reward you in whatever way they feel necessary and i think services are a little bit different too as far as your psychic readings tarot readings um house cleansings things that are costing you your time and money um right now i am doing this my my little company that i'm running the black creek paranormal services right now i want to gather evidence yeah what is that website too so it is www.blackcreekparanormal.com and you can sign up if you if you would like for us to come out and do investigations or, or house cleansings or anything like that. You're welcome to check that out and sign up there or you can contact us through the podcast either way. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think, you know, our hearts are in the right spot. We're doing yeah. this for the right reasons. Right. Um, now, once you get in to do your investigation, you get into the location, you, you've done all your prerequisite prayers and crystals and you do all those things and you're ready to go. And you get the cops called on you because that happened to us in Lake City. (laughs) We had the cops called on us. Uh, The alarm, I guess it was the Airbnb. And we did everything we were supposed to. And we opened the door and there's an alarm and we weren't (laughs) aware. And so, or we couldn't remember the code or whatever it was. I can't remember. Oh, it started going off. We ended up putting in the code. We called the owner. The owner said, everything's good. I'll come down there. And then next thing I know, (laughs) I hear a radio outside walking around. And I'm like, oh, I know that's a cop. So we open the door and sure enough, there he is. There he is. So yeah, be very, <laughs> see, even for professionals, stuff can happen all the time. All it's, the time. It's very important to be very cautious. 
<laughs> that was funny. That was yeah. funny. Um, yeah. So you once we get in, once you get into the building, you want to set your equipment up, set your video cameras up strategically, and this is where talking to the owners can help because maybe they know this is this room has a lot of activity, or mm-hmm. you know, two weeks ago this candle fell off the shelf, or mm-hmm. you know, you can pinpoint it in those in those areas. Um, the other thing to remember is to run your audio recorder and you're really good at running it the entire time, the entire time, yeah. the, run it the entire time because you never know what you're going to pick up. So once you have those two things set, you put your EMFs wherever you want them to be, then you can start, you know, pick a room. I like to pick the room that feels the fullest, that has the most energy in it. You had a really good description of it last week. You want to tell them what that feels like. Yeah, so to a psychic, we pick up on energy that's around us and around other people. And to describe that to someone that doesn't really do this work, I would probably say that if you were standing in front of two rooms, on the left, it's a completely empty room, but on the right, it's completely filled with people. And you walk into the empty room, you're going to feel that emptiness. You're going to hear the echoes of your voice. You're going to know that it's empty. And if you walk next door to the one that's filled up with people, you're going to know you're in there. Even if you're blindfolded, you're going to feel that that's a, that's a good way to put it. If you were blindfolded and you walked into these rooms, you would know you were in an empty room as opposed to being in a, a room completely filled with people. Yeah, I love that. I like that analogy. That's really a good one because that's how it feels. You can feel the energy and it's almost I don't want to say it's warmer in those rooms, but it it can be. You know, and I can tell because I'm cold all the time. Like right now I'm freezing. Like I want to put my sweater on so bad. And when I go into these places, I get warm Mm -hmm. and I can feel my body get warm. And then when they leave, when those energies leave, I get cold again. Mm -hmm. The coldness comes back. Um, So that's one way that I can tell. So we go into that room and you just start asking questions. You want to... And yeah, you want to ask who, you know, what is your name? You want to try and get those pieces. But I also also think it's important to remember this is a person. Right. Pretend you're at a party and you're trying to get to know them. You know, what did you do? You know, what kind of family life do you, you know, do you have a husband? Do you have a wife? Do you have children? These are things that you would ask somebody that you just mm-hmm. met at a party. So kind of keep it that way. And um, I think we get a lot of good feedback doing those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to remember is just to keep listening outside of the room that you're in. Um, you and I don't do a ton of splitting up mm-hmm. when we investigate. We try to stay together. Um, sometimes it does help to split up, you know, mm-hmm. to, to say, okay, you go in this room, I'm going to go in this room and let's see what experience we experiences we have alone. Because right. again, this is a person, maybe they're more comfortable one-on-one versus you and four other people. So you just trying different things and, and, and trying to um, make connections with these people in different ways is what's important. And you know, too, the thing is about clairvoyance um, in an investigation is that spirits can actually see and feel lights and stuff around the clairvoyant, the one who's ready to work, you know, as, as an intuitive. And they may not know what that means, but they feel naturally attracted to it and they feel safe around it because, again, the intention is good. So if I walk into a place and my intention is really good, which is going to be 100 percent of the time, Mm -hmm. I'm not there to do anything bad. 
um, they're going to sense that. They're going to feel that. Again, it goes back to a regular, you know, normal human being who walks into a, a store and you go to check out and the cashier is just not talking. You can tell they're in a bad mood. You can tell they've had a bad day. Or they walk up and they're like, hey, how you doing? How Do you find everything all right? So there's, right? And, and they kind of feel that. The spirits feel that um, on the intuitive. So they already have an upper hand. They know that if you're there for bad intentions, they're going to know. Yeah. And I think they stay away. From people like that. Yeah. And, and and that also takes me to the the topic of malicious spirits versus kind spirits. And I you and I have a little bit of a differing opinion on this because I don't necessarily believe in demonic things. I don't believe in that part of it. Um, I do believe if you were an ass in this life, you can be an ass in that life. Like I believe that's going to come through, but that's also their way of letting you know who they are. Right. Because, okay, when you pass, when when you cross over and you pass, you, you go to the other side, I don't think you're necessarily a jerk anymore. But I think when, I know when I do medium readings, sometimes they come across that way because that's how you know who they are. Mm-hmm. That's how you remember mm-hmm. them. So sometimes you'll get that. Sometimes you'll get rude. Sometimes you'll get mm-hmm. jerks. Um, I don't come across that often. Mm-hmm. And do you? No, not really. I think I'm, most yeah. of the time they're kind. Yeah, they just show, I mean... They show their personality, who they were, just for validation yes. for that person. I don't think that that's who they are anymore. Right. Um, we could go all day about that kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, um, I just think that they describe to you who they were. Yeah. And I, I don't, I just don't, I don't want people to be afraid going in and doing this. I, th- I don't think 95% of them are malicious. They're not here to scare you. They're not right. here to do that. Are there probably some pranksters out there? Sure. Right. But I, I don't think that's the majority of spirit. Um, it's also important that you're taking pictures. And I'm a believer in three pictures at a time. You know, one, two, three, all in the same. I didn't know that, actually. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that you were a three picture Oh, I'm person. three, 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 three. And that way you can see, you know, if something if something does pop up, you can compare it before and after. Um, I'm big about that. Um, the other thing that I did want to bring up today is our opinion on orbs and okay. orbs in photographs. And I know... This is a debatable topic. I know our opinion is a little bit similar on this Mm -hmm. where 99% of the orbs out there, guys, I don't buy. I'm not buying them. I just think they're lights, they're bugs, they're dust. They're something that's not paranormal. Right. Are there some that are? Sure. But most of them I don't think are. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, 99% of them are dust, bugs, et cetera. Um, I don't think that spirit... Well, first of all, I don't even consider them orbs. The real name for them are sprites. And so if you look up sprites, it's going to say that they are little balls of energy that float. And usually there's lots of them. And I think that's kind of where that derives from, right? It was it was something that somebody um, called it maybe, I don't know, 200 years ago. And then it has, it has progressed as time has gone on. And somebody probably looked at a picture and was like, Oh my God, look at all these sprites and there's so many of them and it probably wasn't and they came up with another name. So I think it has has uh, generated into something that it's really not anymore. And so I don't believe in 99% of the orbs that people find in pictures. I think that they find them because if we're looking for something hard enough, we can find it because we'll tell ourselves that that's what that is. And let's say that you go into an investigation and that's the only thing that you got. Well, 
that's the only thing you got. You're going to want it to be something. Right. And so I think it's a mixture of things that happen. But uh, yeah, orbs, I'm sorry. That's. It's not. And and I even get excited when I see them in pictures because you want evidence. You want that something. And then you have to talk yourself back down. Yeah. It's just a bug. It's just dust. You know, you look right. at the direction it's moving and most of them are, are not. And I don't anything. want to step on anyone's toes. And if right. you have a picture and you wholeheartedly believe that that is an orb and that is someone that you that you used to know or whatever the case is, you believe that orb is a spirit, then that may be because I usually tell my clients in a reading, the first thing that comes to your head is usually what spirit wants to communicate. Well, who am I to say that that orb is not, you know, your great grandmother or whatever? I don't know. I wasn't on that investigation. Do I believe in orbs? Yeah, I do believe in them, but I don't believe in 99% of them either. Yeah, Yeah, I think a lot of them can be debunked. Yeah, for sure. That's the important thing. That's what I was trying to say is that if you do, you should debunk it at that moment in time. It's going to be hard to debunk an orb from 10 years ago in a picture. Yeah. But if you're there, and I like the whole take three pictures in a row, what you were saying, because that's going to help you debunk a lot of stuff. Like, you're right. If you take a picture and there's an orb and you can track it moving or whatever, um, you know, there's there's a bunch of different stuff that you could do with those three pictures to debunk whether or not that was, you know, an orb or dust or whatever. Right. Exactly. And and I, I think that's going to lead me into talking about EVPs in a sense, because you mentioned that you want it to be something. You want that evidence. You want it so bad. And there's a term for that. And I wrote it down here and I can't pronounce it because, you know, um, it's pareidolia, I think is yep. what it's called. It's where your body, your brain tries to make something logical out of something that they, it doesn't understand. Right. So when you hear people doing um, EVPs. And this isn't a diagnosis, by the way. We should oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we're not diagnosing anybody with any mental illnesses or whatever. No. But yeah, I know. It's, I know it's that just word, and yeah. everybody does it. You know, like you look at a cloud and when you look at a cloud, you might see a dragon. That's pareidolia. Yeah. You know, it's your brain's way of trying to make right. sense of what doesn't make sense. Right. And people do that, I think, on EVPs as well. So if a lot right. of times you'll hear, you know, an EVP on an investigation and I'll think, you know, Oh, that sounds like they're saying, hello, how are you? And I can let someone else listen to it. And they're like, that doesn't sound like anything to me. Mm -hmm. And it's my brain trying to make sense of, uh, Mm -hmm. of different things. Now, if I can get an EVP and it says, hello, how are you? And I hand it to you and you go, Oh yeah, that says, hello, how are you? That's going to be a lot more um, evidential than one person being able to understand it. So I think that's important to not tell people what they're supposed to be listening for. When you're reviewing evidence, you want them to just find it themselves. Yeah. And let's be honest, EVPs like spirit is on such a short battery. They cannot have a conversation with you. It does not work that way. It does. I always tell people spirit, even in a reading, they have to go recharge batteries and then maybe one day we'll we'll tap back into it. But the same goes with EVPs. They can't have a full fledged conversation with you and they're not going to. They Mm -hmm. don't have the energy to do it. And so I think that if you did an investigation for three hours and you said that you found conversations with spirits and all that over these three hours, I wouldn't believe it at all. I couldn't believe it. I think that maybe you'll get one or two decent EVPs within those couple hours or whatever. Um, But I don't think that they're there to talk to you like that. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in a lot of EVPs either. Right. And my stomach is growling. So I apologize (laughs) for that. (laughs) 
But anyways, uh, yeah, so EVPs are iffy too. They're like orbs. But again, this isn't tangible stuff. So it's like uh, it's a work in process constantly. And we don't know how it works on the other side. We're theorizing that they don't have enough energy. We're theorizing that they can speak one at a time. We don't know. There's got you know, there's some sort of middle ground somewhere, maybe that we just don't know about yet, where they can speak in a sentence, mm-hmm. just not with this equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, right. maybe something that hasn't been invented yet. Like we don't know exactly what right. they're doing all the time. Yeah. Um. And they're busy. They got stuff going on too. Right. So they a they don't have the energy. B they may just not have the, all the time in the world to sit here and entertain us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially in situations now. I. I in situations where I we don't know who they are. Right. Situations where you're having a medium reading or something like that, they do spend more time. They do spend more energy. But if it's just Joe Schmo off the street and he happens to see your light and he's going to wander in, he may not spend all this time with you. You know, yeah. he's got other stuff to do. And I feel like I I I feel like I believe that because looking from the outside in, it's like why do EVPs always have to be whispers? Something that you right. can't hear. Why is it always that way? It's because you're searching a little too hard. I want to see a spirit come to a microphone and say, and there are EVPs out there. Mm-hmm. We may have some. We don't even know yet. But why is it always that way? Why is it whispers? Why is it something that you can't hear or something that, you know, I, I don't get that part of it. Um why can't spirit just come right to the microphone and just be like, here I am. Right. <laughs> you know, and or why they whisper. Why can't right. they just talk? I don't know. Maybe it's the energy thing. Maybe it's into, I don't know what it is, but it seems like paranormal investigations have the same sort of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? They all operate pretty much the same way. And I like that you're different because you do debunk and you're you're a skeptic at heart and things like that. And I'm a skeptic at heart in in most things um, until it can be proven otherwise or until I'm just like, I feel that and I know it was real. Right. You cannot tell me any different. But why is it always the same thing over and over? Right. It, get it, out. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm about sick of hearing get out. I've never gotten get out in all the time I've been doing this ever. Right. And why? I mean, why is it always get out? Get out. Yeah. I mean, after knowing you, if you were to break into my house, maybe I'll invite you over for tea and crumpets next time. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I'm not I, I, I just I don't know. It's it just always seems to be the same thing. And I would like for us to be able to go in and tell people the real truth behind this kind of stuff. You know, it's not we're not looking to, again, like you said, make a million dollars off of right, this. Right, exactly. We just want to prove something. You're on a journey to prove it, right? right. I'm on a journey to debunk half of the stuff right. out there because I'm tired of my clients calling me because they they thought that it's something when in reality it's not. And I have to break the bad news to them. Right. And they want it to be something so bad. They do. And all of us want that. Mm-hmm. But we're given content out there that is sometimes, not all the time, sometimes a little poofed. Yes. It's a little poof. And I would even say... It's a more stretch. than sometimes. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And I'm just like, even in readings, I'll be like, uh, you were talking about pennies in a thing yeah. in earlier. And I'd be like, if if I came up with, you know, something about pennies to a client or something and they said, uh, oh, I don't know. I just went and cashed in a bunch of pennies. I'd be like, mm, that's a stretch for me. I would totally debunk it right there. I'd be like, that's not it. Let's revisit this. But mm-hmm. if that is the only thing that you have for content, of course, you're going to post that. Right. Because right. if you're making money off of this. I don't really want to sit here and talk about people like that, but I'm just saying you have to be careful about your sources, basically, is all I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. 
there are definitely some people that that have taken it a little too far. A little too far. Yeah. Every yeah. yeah. We need to get down to the nitty gritty mm-hmm. and to the truth of how spirit works right. because without that truth, how are we going to evolve? How are we going to right. create the equipment that can pick up on this stuff? Exactly. Because we're creating stuff based off of false stuff. Right. God, I'm having all these epiphanies this morning. I'm like, <laughs> but it is so true. It is. How can we evolve into this field if we're not putting out the truth? Right. And you're using the same stuff and you're getting the same results. It's never going to get any better. And that's a, another reason for outside the crystal ball is because we're looking outside in. We're not so intertwined with all of this false narrative that's being spread. We're going to we're going to try to spread. Yeah. truth. And I like that about the way we do things is everything is. We're very logical people. We're very, you know, not to kind of toot our own horns. We're intelligent people. We're smart people. Like, we're not going to just, you know, accept everything at face value. We need, uh, prove it to me. There's a balance. Prove it to me. There's a balance. You are a physical being and you're a spiritual being. When people sometimes do an investigation, they're all spiritual. They forget there's a physical part to this. And we have to go into every situation as a physical being and as a spiritual one and keep that balance. And that is what you and I are good at is keeping that balance instead of getting so excited that we just saw a ball fly across the room, you know, and, and if we do see a ball fly across the room, we are definitely posting that immediately, (laughs) but things like that do happen. But I'm just saying like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Now, before we run out of time, I do want to go through our Lake city investigation and we are we're already at 30 minutes. We're at 30 minutes. So listen, we got this. It's good. We're going to go through it. I'm a fast talker. We're going to wow. make it happen. So in the Lake City investigation, we're going to go through, we're going to share some of the EVPs and photos that we did take. And you guys can form your own opinions um, as far as what you think happened. I'm trying to find my notes. There they are. Um, now, a lot of what we experienced in Lake City was personal experiences. And very exciting personal experiences because like we just said, we're not going to get excited over nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that we we experienced, like the REM pod going off for the first time ever, going off and on on command. That was, I mean, it's amazing things like that. Um, when we first got to this location, it was just an Airbnb that we found. And it's, I'm not going to name the location, but it is absolutely spectacular it is beautiful they have redone it it is gorgeous like i want to stay there for real for real Mm -hmm. um but we went upstairs and there's like the cinema room upstairs where they have like a big tv and the big Mm -hmm. lounge chairs where you can watch movies and stuff and we started there and this was um i think after we were the cops were called (laughs) (laughs) i remember looking because the tv was off and it was starting to get like the sun was going down Mm -hmm. so there's these two windows behind Mm -hmm. each chair you're sitting in a chair and i'm sitting in a chair we have equipment on the coffee table and we're just asking questions we're listening we're trying to feel the energy where do we go how are we going to start this what room do we need to go to next and we're just getting started and i remember looking up in the tv and it looked behind you in the because the window was behind your chair, there was like you know a couple of feet between your chair and the window. It looked like someone went like that and looked. And so I turned and I looked at you to see if you had gotten up. And I'm like, nope, he's still sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, Did you I remember? Yeah. yeah, did you see somebody behind you? And you go, No, but I just saw somebody behind. I think you just seen somebody behind me mm-hmm. kind of do something similar, but not at the exact same time. But that was pretty cool because, and I wish I would have gotten it on video, but at this point we didn't have video going. We were just mm-hmm. talking. Um, 
but he just boop, just kind of peeked and popped back in. So that yep. was pretty cool. Um, while we were still sitting there, do you want to talk about the woman that came up the stairs? Yeah. So as I'm sitting here, right directly in front of me through the doorway was a stairwell. And this is, it's a very um, steep and narrow stairwell. Like it was a, uh, what do they call that? It's like the servant staircase. Yeah, that's what it was. It's what it, it was. So there's like a beautiful grand staircase in the living room area. Yeah. And then there's the servant staircase that takes right. takes you upstairs from the kitchen. Yeah. So, and I remember just sitting there and all of a sudden I saw or felt this this woman pop up in between the little bars of this stairwell. And she looked at me and I believe that she kept telling us to come downstairs or she mm-hmm. was telling about this man that was her um, uh, employer or whatever, whatever he was to her downstairs. And I remember saying, you know, we need to go downstairs. She's telling us we've got to hurry. And then um, so we went downstairs and that's when the thing happened with the rim pod. Right. Yeah. So, well, before we went downstairs, because the REM pod went off while we were upstairs. Right. Because I was like, what is that? Right. And she took us downstairs um, when the REM pod was going off. And as soon as we walked through the door of the room, which was like a parlor where we had the REM pod set up, it went off. Yeah. Turned off. Yeah. It just completely went silent. So we were like, okay. So we took a step out and went into the kitchen, which is just down the hall. That's right. And it went off again. And we would go back in, and the second we would step across the threshold, it went off. Yep. We'd walk out. It would go. It didn't want us in there. Right. Whatever it was didn't want us in there. And I felt like it was some sort of doctor. Like, that was the impression I was getting was he was a doctor or some sort of, like, that was his office. I almost felt like that was his office. Now, I still, to this day, don't know anything historically about the house. There's nothing online. And, you know, it's an hour and 15 minutes away, so I haven't gone to the archives to research it. But, um which is exactly what I've told everybody to do is to research right. and then investigate. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I did. I feel like it, it was his office. And I re- remember you saying you he, he doesn't even know we're here. Right. He, but he could see he was trying to figure out what the rim pod was. Mm-hmm. And that's what was setting it off because the lady showed me him in the room and I saw him standing with his hands behind his back, just kind of pacing and then just kind of looking at this thing. What the hell is this? And um, every time he would go near it, it would go off and then he would walk out for some reason or whatever. That's kind of what she was showing me. Yeah. And eventually we kind of got to what was happening. You know, we figured out we can't go in there because he doesn't he's going right. to disappear if we go in there. So we went into the kitchen and I remember standing in the kitchen, beautiful kitchen, this island. And we had. You know, all the rest of our devices with us. This was still in the parlor. And I remember hearing footsteps walk down the hallway mm-hmm. on the wood floors. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I have never heard footsteps like that before, mm-hmm. ever. I mean, it was clear as it was like if somebody was walking and you through heard that hallway. I heard them with my with ears. With your ear, your I did, physical ears. Yeah, yeah. They, I didn't get it. I don't think I was recording at that moment. But I heard it with my physical ears, which is very rare. Like, you don't hear that. And I was like. God, did you hear that? And you're like, yeah, I heard that. So we chased the footsteps. And of course, they can't figure out where they go to. Um, the other thing that we kept getting was the flashlight. I don't know if you remember. We take You take the flashlight mm-hmm. and you twist the back a little bit so that it's off. Mm-hmm. But if you tap it, just barely, it'll turn on. So you can use that method to communicate with spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, turn the light on if it's yes, leave it off if it's no, vice versa, whatever you set up. And there was, and we have video, I'll post this on, on Instagram too, 
of the flashlight upstairs on one of the mantles of one of the fireplaces. We were talking and it turned on. I don't know if you remember yep, that. I do. Um, and then we also set it downstairs outside the kitchen. We left it off and we went up and did our own thing. And when we came back down, it was on. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Yeah, part. it was on in but that do, little whole yeah. hallway area. Um, we also heard whistling. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I think you heard the whistling. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the the man and that lady was the most active part until the end. And we went up there in that green room, and there was a four poster bed in there, and we had been in there a couple of times, and really nothing had happened. And when we went in there the last time, do you remember the the throw pillow that was on there? Had been indented. Yes, I do remember. So the that. top corner had been pushed down, right. and it wasn't like that before. Right. Um, so that was something that was interesting, and that was also the room, if you remember, where we did EVPs, and we really weren't getting too much until you mm-hmm. started talking in Spanish. Mm-hmm. What you don't remember that? You started talking like little like broken Spanish, like because you you said I feel like this guy was like a gardener. Or some sort of help. Oh, yes. I do remember. And I was trying to communicate to him in another language just in case. Just, just gotcha. to see. Yes, I and, do remember that. And okay. that is when we started getting responses. Was right. when you were speaking right. in Spanish. Um, that was also the room we went in where I, I tried to communicate by asking them for their name. And I couldn't get their name. So I said, okay, let's play a game. I'm gonna, I, I want you to knock. And I said, I want you to knock on the wall one time. I heard this evening. And I did... I said one time, but I knocked twice like a moron. <laughs> and uh, when when we get to your letter of your of your name, so you say A, and if they, their name starts with an A, they knock. If you say B, they no. So I went through the whole alphabet, nothing, got mm-hmm. nothing. As I'm reviewing the evidence, though, I got to see, and you can hear, like mm-hmm. the double knock, just like I did, even though I said to do it once, but I'm an idiot. So... <laughs> If I would have heard it in real time, we would have gone to the next letter of the name. So we know the le- the name started with a C right. at that point. So that was a cool piece of evidence. Um, and you said you're going to post all the evidence. I'm going to put all that on, on Instagram. On Instagram, it'll be there. Some of the evidence is already on the Black Creek Paranormal page. If you go to blackcreekparanormal.com, there's a, a tab for evidence, and some of it is there. Not all of it, but I'll put I'll put some of that on Instagram. Um, the other thing that I thought was weird, and I want you to talk on this. Do you remember the birds? The bird activity? When I was reviewing the evidence for this podcast to go back over it, there were birds constantly making noise. And at one point you go, why are the birds, why do they keep following us from room to room? Because it would be really loud where we were, God, and I then it would go away. This. You don't remember that? I'll have to replay it for you. God, we did that investigation in November. November. That's five months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I can barely remember. I didn't even <laughs> eat breakfast because I can't remember to eat. Well, and I, I wouldn't have even remembered that part of it, except I went and listened to everything again. And it was on there. Oh, like the birds I... would like follow us from room to room, which it could just be birds being birds doing bird things. Could have been. But it but could also they could have, been, have a... been following the energy. Yeah. Too, so you never know. Yeah. See, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Something that was funny on there that wasn't <laughs> evident, but it made me laugh was we were in the kitchen and it was very and it was very dark. And you can hear squeak, 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 squeak. And I was like, oh my God, what was that? And we're whispering and we're trying to be quiet. And you can still hear squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. And like, we're ready to pack it up and run <laughs> at this point, right? <laughs> and because it sounds like it's in the kitchen with us. Turns out it was some dude on a bicycle outside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it 
and we laugh for like 10 minutes after that. Is this the location? I can't remember that I kept hearing something in the wall. No, that, no was that was the other one. This last one in, in February. And we're going to do that one on the next podcast. Next right? podcast okay. or the one after that. Yeah, okay, we'll so do that it soon. Next podcast will be St. Augustine Investigation. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some really cool things. Like I said, I'll post the evidence on um, Instagram, hopefully by the end of today and get that up and going. Um, we, we, we do want to share with you guys a lot of our investigations that we do because it's fun. It's cool mm-hmm. to, to see it. Um, I do want your opinions. You know, is it legit? Is it? us just trying to make sense of something that our brains don't make sense of. What is your opinion about it? Um, and if you have any locations nearby, you know, Northeast Florida in that area, we're not limited to just that area, but somewhere in there, if you have places that you want us to come and investigate, reach out to us. You can email us through the podcast. You can email us through the website. Any of it will work. Do you know how they find us on Instagram? So outside the crystal ball. Okay. It's just the at sign outside the crystal ball. And we're there. Um, you'll see our picture. And then blackcreekparanormal.com is the website where it will take, you know, you have okay email address cool. there. Um, through the Instagram, you can just DM us. If I can remember, I will post all the links in the, in the description, show. which I just remembered that I forgot to do the last one. But okay. It's, it's a fine. work in process. Yeah. We're, this is new. It is. It's fine. <laughs> it's my struggle with perfectionism, though. <laughs> we go this Wednesday to investigate the Clay Theater in Green Cove Springs, and I'm excited about that. I've actually dug through the history of that one, so I did my job. Um, I know nothing. Yeah, you know nothing, and I'm not going to I just talk. passed by it, though, yesterday on my way to St. Augustine. Oh, yeah? Um, And I looked at it because John was like, look, there's the Clay Theater. You'll be there Wednesday night. And I was like, and I looked at it, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, it just looks spooky. It does look spooky. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful on the inside. They've made it like this whole bridal like wedding extravaganza oh, nice. thing. It's gorgeous, but it does look spooky on the outside. Nice. And you said they want to be there for the Yep, we're going to. Two of them are going to come with us. Um, One of them, I taught like her niece or her cousin's niece. I, I don't know. I've, there's Connecticut. It's small. You know, yeah, small, right. small county. But um, it's, it's kind of cool. And then I just found a place where I, I went to Alabama this weekend to do, to, have go to a wedding for my cousin and the place she had was um supposedly very very haunted so i got us hopefully we'll be lined up for that we have saint augustine lighthouse again august or april 15th Mm -hmm. so that's coming up so we have a lot of cool stuff Mm -hmm. to look forward to um on our next podcast we're probably going to get away from paranormal investigation and talk a little more about metaphysics um i'll let you pick the topic next time well we have to talk about the investigation though right we will oh okay okay yeah well if we have On time of, yeah, yeah. Okay. if we have time we will if not we'll push the investigation back okay i just don't want to flood everybody and bore them with the investigation yeah. part of it well that one's still fresh in my mind so the <laughs> maybe that'd be good it, the better <laughs> yeah all right well thanks for tuning in with us guys this week and we will see you next week thank you